This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Great to have you with us for the Tuesday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Right now, a Harris poll finds half of American workers would like to change careers. We're joined by Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern here in Chicago. Uh, Rick, we're just talking about people who, for one reason or another, they're, they're dissatisfied in their current job or, or think that maybe there's something better out there. Sure. You know, the, the reality for this issue, though, is uh, we have to layer on top of this. Everybody is flat out exhausted. Uh, and, I, and I say both the employer and the employee. We have gone through a, tre- a tremendous amount of change in the last couple of years, and it, there's not been much in the way of relief. So when someone takes, takes a survey uh, and the survey data and, and the way they sample it, they're really sampling people's feelings and emotions as much as they are their actual plans. A lot of these people don't have an actual plan. They're just reacting to the fact that I want this to be different than it is. And when they get that other job, sometimes they find out, hey, this isn't really all it's cracked up to be. They, they find out that it was just exhaustion and, and maybe the grass wasn't greener. So it seems a little risky. It, it is. And I think that this is and I put the responsibility for this back on the, the management and the leadership of the organizations. And granted, they're all just as just as tired and exhausted as everyone else. But what, you know, human the human nature is to be part of something and to be uh, feel like you're relevant. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have you know, a picnic for everybody every day. But if you think about Chicago, there was a time, you know, people, oh, I work at Caterpillar, I work at Wrigley, I work at Motorola, Anderson Consulting. These were brand names that people were proud to be part of. Now, those are big companies, but they're also smaller organizations that set the same kind of brand and image. And when you when you get so caught up in what your organization, even if it's a small restaurant, is struggling with that you forget the people, you lose the thing that you need the most, which is the people that help you keep that business. So among the people who do want to leave, this 50% who want a new job, what, what's, what's maybe one of the big things that they're looking for that's leading them to try to leave? Well, there's, there's two things. One of them is, is, the, is the perception. So and I'll give you a real-world example that just happened last week where I was speaking with someone who has been in an organization doing a very good job. Um, it's not very big. They probably have, say they have 20 people, just as an example. And because the organization is doing well, they need to hire more. They hire somebody else because they need them. They hire them uh, effectively with less experience, younger than that person, and also give them a bigger title. Now, for the person who's been there, the message is you don't really matter that much. 
I'm going to get somebody else. You're replaceable. And as a matter of fact, I'll bring somebody on board who's, who, who I'm going to pay as much or give a higher title to. I don't believe the organization intends that. Uh, but they're not recognizing what's happening to the people that are there. There's all of these unintended uh, slights. And then, of course, people who have children, small children, children at home, you know, you know, this whole, you know, the whole concept of whether people are going to have to wear masks or not, and whether there's going to be a protest at your school if your child does or doesn't wear a mask, it's just another layer of stress. So the organizations that, that employ those people really need to understand that and make some allowances for it instead of just saying by fiat, because I am the owner, manager, EVP, I'm going to require everybody to come into the office. I'm not going to do that if it's going to completely make my life more difficult than it's already been. Rick Cobb, founder of To Discern. Always good to have your insight. Best Buy, purchasing Current Health, a tech firm that provides support for remote patient monitoring and telehealth. We welcome Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media. Uh, Paul, help us to understand this because, I mean, when Best Buy, you don't normally think of Best Buy and healthcare, and yet they're they're pretty strongly moving into this area. They are, and one of the reasons they're doing that is because, I mean, they're they're looking forward and they're looking at their own business, both. Their own business, obviously, sells devices, uh, consumer electronics. And among those many consumer electronics devices, a big trend right now is in health monitoring devices. Now, a lot of folks are aware that the Apple Watch, for example, monitors blood pressure and other uh, vital statistics, and, and folks are using those all the time. But it's expanding into uh, all kinds of monitoring, and look, they're not alone. Uh, uh, Best Buy is competing right now with Amazon, which is doing something equally large. They're, Amazon's going regional right now in a competing service, uh, but the, the short answer is yes, that, that's the reason they want to sell the devices they currently sell and move into healthcare because so many people are going to be aging in place. Uh, that's a trend as well. So folks at home using devices, buying Best Buy products, that's the virtuous circle. So is this, I mean, you'd go into Best Buy to buy these products or are these things you'd get from your doctor or, or maybe a pharmacy, but Best Buy is the one making the money on them. They're the ones selling them. Well, Best Buy is going to be selling the devices and making the, the margins on those, but they also acquired Current Health, which is a UK tech company that helps with remote patient monitoring and telehealth. So the virtuous circle, as far as Best Buy is concerned, is they'll sell devices that allow uh, Current Health to uh, monitor those patients that have signed up for the service, and then those patients who have monitored, or by the way, if you're a caregiver or you're you're the son or daughter of an older person, um, you might be buying those products as well for those folks who, are, again, are aging in place, will be getting healthcare services more and more via telehealth as opposed to going in person. It's really interesting because it, it is a pivot for Best Buy. It makes a lot of sense, but yet it's a pivot. Everyone thinks, uh, you know, you, you go there to maybe get a phone, you go there to get a TV or, or something like that, but not not a, uh, any sort of healthcare technology. And yet it does make a lot of sense for the company. It does. In fact, I mean, look, like I said, they're not alone. Amazon's uh, Amazon's current effort in exactly the same space. They're going about it from a different side. Amazon, it's called Amazon Care. It's going to come to all 50 states. Uh, Amazon's initial priority is going to be selling virtual care services to other large employers or to all of its employees in Washington State right now. But exactly the same point. Amazon has many in-home monitoring devices. They bought Ring, the the belt, you know, the, the uh, doorbell pr product and hardware that allows you to monitor the outside and the inside of your home. Uh, they have all kinds of now they're selling as we talked about actually on the air of few weeks ago, they have that in-home, uh, you know, Alexa device that allows you to uh, monitor what's going on inside the house. That will extend to the body. 
to the human, you know, to the human beings living in the house. And so Amazon's in there, Best Buy's in there. And again, it's all aimed towards selling more product that serves more of a service that is in fact part of a big trend where people are getting healthcare at home. And just continuing to grow and grow and grow. Thank you. That's Paul Hawkman. He is president of Humongous Media. Making sense of your dollars. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Certain items are in short supply or entirely missing from grocery store shelves. Let's find out what's going on. Phil Lempert is here, founder of SupermarketGuru.com, based in Los Angeles. Uh, Phil, we're not used to this. What's going on on the grocery store shelves? Well, Cisco, it's really the perfect storm. When we take a look at what's going on with climate change, we take a look at what's going on with labor, and then we take a look at what's going on with transportation, it all comes together, and it says that farmers have to plow under their fields, dairies are dumping milk again, and we have a big problem facing um, empty shelves. And if you talk to retailers, as I have over probably the past two months, what they're saying is the distributors, the manufacturers can't fulfill their orders. So it's not that they're not requesting these items. It's that maybe they're only getting a half or a third or a quarter of what they're ordering. Absolutely. Um, in some cases, uh, probably the average is about 60% of what's going on. I was talking to um, a retailer just yesterday um, in the Midwest. They have 71 stores, and they're opening up a new store in downtown St. Louis in about three weeks, and they... They're not sure they're going to have those shelves stocked for a new store opening, which is unbelievable. As you talk to retailers, are they thinking, well, three months down the road, maybe we'll be okay? Is it maybe much further down the road than that? Much further. It's probably a good year and a half. And it really comes down to the fact that, you know, we we have a broken supply chain. It's going to take a while to fix that. Um, we have a shortage of truck drivers. You've seen and, and heard the ads on radio uh, where people are trying to recruit everybody from Walmart to the trucking companies, offering $10,000 bonuses, $15,000 bonuses. Uh, we And also, don't forget that at the beginning of, of the pandemic, we had containers um, of food that were locked down and some are still locked down in other parts of the world uh, versus coming here with products. Uh, Pre-pandemic, it cost about $2,500 to bring a container from China to the U.S. Now it's over $20,000 to do that. So you compound all of these issues and it's going to mean higher prices and more shortages. So when people see that the, uh, items are light on the shelf, is it just, hey, be patient, you know, maybe a week or two it'll come back? Or do you have to grab it while you can? I mean, I th think that's why you get some purchase limits, because people think they have to grab it while they can. Uh, grab it while you can. Um, it's, the prices are just going to go up. We're going to have more shortages. You look at major companies like Campbell Soup or Progresso Soup. They've they've cut their assortment in half just so that they can focus on the best selling products. We're also going to go into an era that you know we're going to have less variety on the supermarket shelves. If you recall, oh, this goes back in the '60s when um, Nikita Khrushchev came over from Russia, went into a U.S. supermarket for. The the first time and he commented that he's never seen a 
as many products in his life um, as we have in our supermarkets. We've really spoiled ourselves. Uh, the question is, do we need, you know, 24 different kinds of Oreos uh, to satisfy our, our palate? No, we just need the peanut butter ones. That's all we need. Exactly. We don't, don't need the other ones at all. Thank you. That's Phil Lippert, founder of SupermarketGuru.com. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. So let's see what's going on. Hugh Johnson is here, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer at Hugh Johnson Advisors in Albany, New York. Hugh, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Well, we're we're taking a little bit of a pause, and I think we've there's a good reason. There's a couple of really big reports coming out this week, and we've got the inflation numbers for the consumer price index tomorrow morning, and we know that everybody's focused on inflation, uh, asking the question, what will the inflation numbers look like? Will they start to come down? Will the rise in inflation that we've seen this year be indeed transitory? So that's one report. And then, of course, later on in the week, we get the retail sales numbers for the month of September, and everybody wants to see those reports to see if indeed the slowdown that we've seen in consumer spending that we certainly saw in July and August is continued in in September. So these are big reports. Everybody wants to see those reports. And let's not forget that earnings are starting to come out, and we're going to see the earnings reports from all the the big banks, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, BlackRock are going to report. We want to see how they did during the quarter. And we'll find out also how they're viewing inflation and what that's going to do, uh, you know, in the next quarter or two, right? You bet. And and that's really an incredible issue because um, inflation is a big part of it. And also, how's the economy doing or consumer spending is a big part of it. And those two things will really influence what the Federal Reserve does. Everybody's sort of on the edge of their seat wondering when the Federal Reserve is going to announce that they're going to start to lean towards restraint, that they're going to start to reduce their buying of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities if they announce that. And when are they going to start that? And when are they going to finish that? So what is the Federal Reserve going to do in response to the most recent economic numbers? And that's why those numbers, Cisco, are so very important. It really seems like from an investor standpoint, I mean, the, the economy seems like it's rebounding. It seems like we're doing all right here coming out of the pandemic and yet there's still there's always uncertainty but it, it seems like there's just a lot of uncertainty there's a, a lot of uncertainty take for example the re, the estimates for uh, 2021 gross domestic product which of course is our scoreboard for the economy uh, the consensus forecast has come down four times within the last couple of months so there is a lot of concern and it's come down largely because We've seen some really troubling economic numbers. We've seen consumer spending and retail sales for the month of August be very poor or below expectations. You remember that employment report that we saw for the month of September last Friday? That was a disappointment. And, of course, a lot of this is traceable to the impact of COVID on the U.S. economy. So I think it's raised a lot of questions about the economy and where do we go from here. Believe me, there's... a you know, you'd think that this economy is recovering, but there is, as you said, a lot of uncertainty and concerns or questions. And you have that inflation. I mean, I, we've talked about this quite a bit on the show. I mean, that inflation mm -hmm. eats into your portfolio every single day so that even if it's growing, you may actually be losing. Oh, yes. And, and uh, that's right. And, you know, on an inflation-adjusted basis, you might not be doing as well as you think you're doing. And, of course, 
you know, it, it has a really serious impact on, it shows up in all sorts of places. And one place that we'll see it show up when we see the report tomorrow is we're going to see it show up in, for example, just an example, but a big example, used car prices and automobile prices. They've, of course, been a problem. They've been hit by the problem of, of supply interruptions, disruptions as a result of the shortage of semiconductors. And you'll see that they've been, uh, they've been paying up for semiconductors. They've been paying up for parts. And they're going to pass those parts, those uh, prices along to consumers. And you're going to see some pretty elevated prices tomorrow when you see the used cars as well as automobiles. And there are going to be other things that we're going to be watching carefully tomorrow when we see that inflation report. Keep your fingers crossed that it's not too bad a report that we passed the real high in year-over-year inflation rates and we're starting on the downside. But I wouldn't bet on it for sure. Tomorrow's numbers are going to be very important. In light of that, what's your advice to investors about how to navigate this season? I think you have to ignore all this volatility and all of the prices. I think ask yourself the most important question, which is, really, do we have further to go in this stock market economic interest rate cycle? My answer to that question is very definitely, very strongly yes. You know, take a look at index of leading economic indicators. They've been up for about 15 or 16 months in a row. And ask yourself the question, do cycles end when the leading indicators are pointing to an expanding economy? And the answer to that question is no. So this cycle is far from over, so I would maintain or preserve a, a meaningful allocation to equities. Remember that equities are probably going to outperform, and I think will outperform by a lot, outperform fixed income securities or bonds. So maintain your hold those equities and look the other way when you get uh, this kind of volatility. Remember one thing that's important in investing. It's time, not timing, that's the secret to success. Thanks so much, Hugh Johnson, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer at Hugh Johnson Advisors. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The best daily deal in Chicago. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Travel Tuesday on the Noon Business Hour, sponsored by DiscoverPeoria.com. Airlines are having a hard time keeping up schedules for various reasons, including lack of staff. We're joined by Joe Brancatelli, editor and publisher of JoeSentMe.com. Uh, Joe, obviously we heard about everything going on with Southwest Airlines over the weekend and even into the early part of this week. Is it just Southwest or are all airlines kind of dealing with this staffing issue? Um, Cisco, all airlines. Southwest has had several meltdowns of this caliber during the year. That's why we know it's not a vaccine argument. They've had this problem. United's had this problem. Americans had this problem. Delta and Spirit has had this problem. And the bottom line is airlines are pushing way too many flights through the system than they have employees for. And then when they realize there's no one there to staff a flight, they cancel it. And so what is an airline passenger to do? You're, you're kind of at their mercy, right? They can change the schedule, cancel flights, move things around all they want. You are, you know, Cisco, before I came on, I, I don't like to come on the show without suggestions on how to deal with things. There is literally no way for you to know as a passenger when an airline's going to mess with you by messing with its schedule. Um, you know, we're coming up against the most important travel period of the year, which is just before Thanksgiving, uh, because every, everyone in America needs to be somewhere on Thanksgiving Day. It's not Christmas. It's not Fourth of July. It's not the early holiday seasons. Everyone in America, regardless of race, creed, color, belief, wants to be on that Thanksgiving table on Thursday. That puts insane stress on the system. And if you're thinking of going, say, to Des Moines for the holiday, maybe think about going Monday instead of Wednesday so you have some fallback. And in planning now, right? I mean, not waiting, hoping to score some kind of a last-minute deal? There will be no last-minute deals because the system is still about 25% smaller than it was just two years ago before the pandemic hit. So, plus the airlines know what you're doing two days before Thanksgiving. It's like the folks on the south side. We know where they're going today. Uh, so, it's going to be a, an expensive way to go. but Planning now to get the best seats is your best chance. And as I say, the sooner you can go to wherever it is you want to go in terms of planning, the better because then you have some fallback options. But you know what? If, if on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving they cancel your flight, you ain't getting to where you're going because there'll be no empty seats. Yeah, right. It's not like they can just put you somewhere else. So uh, the advice is just be patient. <laughs> it sounds like there's not much else um, we can do. Well, there's one thing, or tell everybody to come to your house for Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> I like that. You one. don't have to worry about traveling. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> I can offer. All right, good stuff. Or I guess drive and uh, and leave way early and uh, and drive. Uh, thanks. That's Joe Brancatelli. He is the editor and publisher of JoeSentMe.com. That's Travel Tuesday. Join us at this t time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday. Loaning useful information each weekday. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. There are advantages and disadvantages to getting a debit card or a credit card for a young person. Let's look at some key differences. Matt Schultz is here, Chief Credit Analyst at Lending Tree. Uh, Matt, uh, help us to understand as uh, parents who want to help your kids learn how to handle money, which is it or is it that simple? Well, it really does depend on what you're trying to do. Um, if you're trying to build credit, which is such an important thing and can save you so much money over the years and is good to start really early, a credit card is definitely the choice because using a debit card will not build a credit history for you. But if you are just looking for something that you can provide for your kid who... Um, who may have some difficulty managing money and you don't want them to spend themselves into debt, then a debit card could work. It's really about what you're looking for. And so is there at all a possibility that you use both and, and try to teach them how both have advantages and disadvantages? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, using both of them would be good. And especially if you can get something like a secured credit card where you just put down a small security deposit and you have a small credit limit that goes with that card, that can be a good way of kind of getting them used to using that credit card, but preventing them from going too crazy spending. Is it as simple as just having my teen apply for a credit card? It would seem like, I don't know, they at least need a job in order to get one. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're a college student or if you're, if, if you're 18 or over, it may be as simple as, um, as just applying. And if you want to get a security card, like I had mentioned before, that's something that you can do as well with a little bit of, with a little bit of uh, money put down that can be a good choice and it can be something that's easier to get than some other cards might be. Should you still, this almost seems like common sense, but should you still regularly talk with your teen about these different cards and their uses as they're using them? If you just do that up front, it seems like it would be really easy to go down that slippery slope of using the debit card too much or putting too much on a credit card. Oh, yeah. When, when in doubt, talk more. It never hurts to. I know my son is probably sick of me talking with him about credit cards and debit cards and money issues. But it's absolutely true that the more you communicate about it, the more comfortable people are with these things and the more likely they might be to make better decisions. Thanks so much. Really good advice from Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst at Lending Tree. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.